Hi guys, didn't see you come in. <laughs> Welcome. Why'd you leave the door unlocked? I don't know, because I'm Canadian. Okay, good point. Actually, we'd never leave the door unlocked here, now that I think about it. I, so... I, li- I like that you have a picture of Sean. <laughs> yeah, because he's with us in spirit at Muscle Beach Venice. Because <laughs> we are very clearly there. That's I'm a little annoyed games... by that picture because you can tell it's a nice day there, and I am freezing my ass off right now. Yeah. Well, did you you came back from work today, obviously, right? No, not today. Yesterday. I got super sick yesterday. I think Ooh. I had like a bad soup or something at Tim Hortons because that's the only thing I ate during the day, and there was a point in the day where I couldn't fo- like my eyes wouldn't focus correctly. I couldn't see out of the side of like my right eye correctly either, and I got super dizzy and just couldn't like look Paul, around. Paul, you, at you all. can't be heard. Just a warning. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Anyways, so yeah, I got super <laughs> sick, and it was the worst night of my life. I left work early, came home, and just passed out all night until this morning. And today I feel a bit better. So. Food poisoning, probably. <laughs> Yay. That's Jeez, that's what do you m- even have? Just soup from Tim Hortons. That's the only thing. Soup and a what? sandwich. But, like, I don't think it was a sandwich because it's just, like, some chicken thrown onto a bun. Maybe the chicken was bad. Uh, yeah, but they usually cook that. Or maybe... Yeah. Or maybe they don't. <laughs> dun, don't dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but... That wasn't my finest moment, I suppose. But I feel better now. I ate food today. We'll that's see how a, that a goes. a massive improvement, if that's the case. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was no way I was eating anything last night. I was gone. But, yeah, that's not what we talk about here on the top-down perspective. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't talk we about We talk about food. our traumatic food poisoning experiences. Yeah. Have you had food poisoning before? Yeah, uh, last year. It's really bad, and you never yeah. forget it. <laughs> Did you have the one where you have to keep going into the bathroom because you keep having to throw up over and over, even if you haven't eaten anything? Well, that's the worst part, is that, like, yeah. after the soup and sandwich were long expelled, it was just, like, the heaves of nothing, yeah. and it just hurts. Like, it's just pain after that. No, my body decided it found other things it wanted when when that happened. I was like, where are you getting this from? I haven't eaten anything. As long as it's not like blood, you're probably fine. <laughs> no, it wasn't blood, thankfully. I would have been to a doctor right away. Yeah. That was the other thing, too. I had one of those like vegetable medley soups, but I had forgotten that's what I had for lunch. Mm. And I like... It's it was red, and I was just like, "Oh shit, I'm puking blood!" And then I was just like, "No, idiot, you had like a reddish food." Oh jeez, yeah, that would have been like a scary thing. There was a second there where I was just like, "I have a tumor, I'm dying," and then it's just like, "No, idiot, you're just sick. Like you just feel shitty. Go home and sleep it off." And it totally worked. So, yeah, food. Goes well with video games, which is what we talk about here on the Top Down Perspective, <laughs> November 13th. Yeah, there we go. November 13th, I am one of the hosts, Paul, and with me is John. Yo. And uh, Sean is at Muscle Beach, Venice, California <laughs> right now. This is a live feed. He's standing perfectly still, but he didn't bring a mic for some reason. Yeah. Hey, Sean, how does it look down there? That was really real good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
sure a little muscles on this beach. <laughs> that's great, Sean. That's we'll be checking in with say. you later. That's what he would say, too. That's the best part. He would totally say that. <laughs> yeah. We'll check back in with Sean later for the muscle report. But for right now, John, what have you been playing this week? All right, so haven't been playing too much this week, to be honest. I've been doing a lot of rearranging the apartment. Uh, also, it was my birthday this past weekend. so Yes, happy birthday. Do- we were doing birthday stuff. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I went to, what do they call it? Super Smash Club, which was okay. this thing Nintendo was running in Canada, where in certain places you could play Smash Brothers against other people. So I went to that. Okay. That uh, was it, great. It was, it was good. It was weird, though, because it was at the university in, like, a lecture hall. Mm-hmm. But it was also a lecture hall I used to have, like, exams in. So it was super <laughs> weird being in there. You just go back in there, you're like, this isn't right, like, video games and this place do not mix. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I sat down at one point, point. I'm like, I think I sat in this same seat to write an exam, and just started, like, shivering, I think. Bad memories <laughs> flooding in. Right. <laughs> so you played some Smash Bros then? Yeah, uh, Nintendo was there, they were giving out some things, they gave out, like, those little rucksack bags, the ones that have, like, the little... Like little like rope strips that you can use for or straps you can use for a little bag, right? They, they were also giving out the uh, the Smash Brothers coins that they had at E3. Okay, but uh, I didn't bother getting one at E3 because I didn't want to spend hours in line. So conveniently, I got <laughs> one regardless. Nice. Well, that worked out. Yeah, they were also giving away lanyards, Mario Kart eight like flags, <laughs> like okay. check checker checker mark flags with like Mario in a cart on it. Okay. Uh, I think they had, yeah, they had Pokemon demo codes too, but I passed on those because I don't play it. Mm-hmm. But no, it was fun. Uh, they had a, there was like 40 people there, I think. Okay. Just kind of random, random people in the area. And this was the second one that happened in Calgary too, so. When was the first one? Uh, October 25th. Oh, okay. So they Did were you go to that? Apart. No, I don't even think I was here. Oh, I don't remember. That was my sister's birthday, but I remember not being able to actually go, and I don't remember why. Oh. Hmm. No, I, th- I think that was the weekend of Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I might be wrong. Oh, it could be. A couple weeks ago now, like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, that sounds about right. That was Portland. Oh, okay. Well, do you have fun at least? Do some Smash? Yeah, no, I played a bunch of rounds. I had fun. They had the, you do like these weird things for challenges, though. So like they're like, what? all right, play Smash Run against anyone else in the room, and then we'll give you a ticket for a gold coin. Okay. Um, get like this really good score on Home Run Derby, but not playing specifically as Ganondorf, and we'll give you like a ticket. Okay. Uh, win a, a four-player match on a rainbow road and we'll give you a Mario Kart flag stuff like that oh okay it was it was interesting hmm and then then they started doing like ridiculous things like get eight kills in cruel melee for a coin ticket <laughs> just like crazy <laughs> stuff like that they were starting right. to be dicks it was kind of funny by the end of it was there like a tournament type thing going on like a grand winner at the end of it or nah it's just free for alls oh okay cool that's, so you could hop in I and like out that. of rooms. It was it was pretty good. I think I like that format better than yeah, just they, like a roster. They also give away a, uh, a copy of the Wii U version, or at least like a coupon to get one. 
That's cool. So, like, you could go into, like, a GameStop or something, show the coupon, and then they would just hand you a game? Yeah, something like that. I think they might have just mailed it directly to you since it was Nintendo. But... Yeah, that would make more sense, actually. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right um, on. Also ended up going to a group birthday party with some other people who were sharing the birthday or were close to it, and we all ended up playing Fibbage. Okay. So sure. Fibbage is the, uh, the You Don't Know Jack guys that's their game that uses smartphones if yeah i haven't heard of it this is basically was it balderdash you basically have like a sentence and you have to like fill in the blank or like make a definition of something mm-hmm. but you have to like lie and make it so other people pick your lie and you have to pick figure out what the truth is right yeah so i've been, I've been wanting to try that out i think it's cool it's all browser based too right yeah, as long as you've got something like a smartphone, something that can use the internet, a laptop. Uh, one of the people at the place we were playing used a Wii U. Okay, Yeah, sure. my, my smartphone didn't work, but I think we were going to check to see if a 3DS would work, but we ended up not getting a chance to because we had enough items to use. Hmm. But it's a really fun game and, like, super goofy. And for what it is, just constantly, like, making sure you have an internet connection, it works surprisingly well. Oh, Okay. That's cool. I could see that failing really bad if it didn't. So it's like well, you lost yeah. connection, you lost the game. Period. No, if you get if you get like disconnected, as long as you can get like reconnected back quickly, you can get back in the game. That's cool. Yeah, that's because well all all the games are room coded. So like if you have the same name, like you set your name for your profile, can be whatever you want, mm-hmm. and you can change it between rounds, and then you set a passcode, and you're just back in. You're good to go. Right. Hmm. Well, that's cool. Um, like, I have seen somebody play this before, like on a video or something. Mm. Uh, do you want to maybe, like, should we try to describe what it is for people that might not have the idea? Like, on your TV, it would say something like, uh, what's like a word or like a thing that you would have to define? All right. Um, <clears throat> one of the, one of the uh, questions that comes up usually is like, James Dean, like let's just say that name. That's the first thing that came to mind. James Dean liked beans so much that he decided to change his name to blank. Mm-hmm. And then you would have to fill in the blank. So you would have to like come up with something that sounds convincing enough that he would have changed his name to, like but, James Bean or something. Yeah, yeah. And I, that I think that actually might have been the answer. That's right. probably why I saw James Bean. But uh, you have to figure out what's the truth. But each player puts in a lie. Mm-hmm. And then you have to vote on which one you think is the truth. And if you vote on their lie, they get points. Right. And if you but get if the they truth, vote you on get... a lie, do they lose a point or do they just no. not gain one? The only way you lose points is if you pick the game's lie. Sometimes the game slips a okay. lie in there too. Because there's usually one extra answer. Okay. Sure. And hmm. that's usually supposed to be the truth. But if like one player didn't put it in answer, then it's marked as their lie and then you lose points. Hmm cool like very much a party game not something very you play very alone. much a party game <laughs> i uh i've played it before like streaming like uh someone streamed it and we just let joined in so maybe mm-hmm. in the future i might stream it once i get the proper setup going because oh, right so now like it's... if you set it up and you just gave the room name to like say your subscribers would they be able to join around the world at yeah. the same time okay so the it's only, not just confined the to only one downside is because of the delay on like twitch yeah. You would have to keep an eye on your uh, browser window for the game, and it would prompt you well before you would hear the prompt. 
Oh, so gotcha. to get around, they, I think they thought of that. They thought of streaming when they made the game because even like the question will mm-hmm. come up on your screen. That that's smart. That's well done. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool thing they did, and it's free, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think there's a cost to it. It's like five bucks, but it's like only the person who's hosting the game has to buy it. Right. No, like it's free to join in. Like, it's oh yeah, it's free. It's free. It's free to join. In. It's just someone has to like spend the six bucks to have fibbage. And I know right. it's on PS3, PS4, Xbox One, and I think that's it right now. I don't even think it's on 360. Oh, weird. It's I know it's not on PC either, right? No, like, it's that's, not. Right that's now, right now it's consoles. Things. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like Johann Sebastian Joust, where really the system's only there to host the game. That's it. Right, yeah. Oh, man. Joust. Mm. <laughs> cool. Well, f- that sounds like a good time. I mean, it sounds like you were in the right like setting for it completely. Yeah. No, it was great. We had a full house. Like, we had eight players. It's an eight-player game, so. Hmm. Oh, eight's the maximum. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Otherwise, you'd have like 70 people or something. It'd be playing. way too hard to pick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That makes sense. Okay, so you played some Fibbage. What else did you play? Uh, some friends came over the other night, and we played some multiplayer games on the Wii U, by which I mean Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. <laughs> nice. Because uh, I loaned out my copy of Mario Kart to a friend, and he I haven't gotten it back yet. So <laughs> so we're like, Wheel of Fortune, and we played a couple rounds, and then Jeopardy, and we played a couple rounds. I just like to picture this group of, like, a bunch of people heading to your house like, I can't wait to play some Mario Kart. This is going to be great. <laughs> Bad news, guys. Wheel of Fortune. Everyone's Best like, part is Aww. I didn't even suggest or pick the games. They did. I didn't had nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. Then it I, was I was just like, go, I was like, come in the office, look at the wall, pick something. And they picked Wheel of Fortune, you don't know, or, yeah, you don't know Jack and Jeopardy. But we didn't end up playing you don't know Jack because we'd already played through most of the ones on that. Right, right. So those are probably exactly how I picture them in my mind. <laughs> they sure are. You spin yeah. a wheel, guess a letter, and then you pick a answer and write the question in. What was funner, Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy? Um, well, I always find Wheel of Fortune more fun, but Jeopardy's funnier because of how weirdly biased the categories are. We actually had one game of Jeopardy where in the sing- the first round and in the second round, we had the same category. Hmm. American okay. history. American history, great. Every round we played, there was at least Amer- one American history category, and then twice they were just called American history. So we were just like, skip, <laughs> skip, skip, skip. Ah, the other categories. Was there any, like, was it pretty true to how Jeopardy would be, or was there, like, video games as a category because it's no, a game? No, it was, it was pretty true to Jeopardy. Like, okay. okay. Uh, noun or verb. Yeah. Monster, but the M is abbreviated, which means every word starts with M. Right, or like eighties century, like the eighteenth century poets, or something <laughs> like just yeah. random whatever. Sports icons. Wow, that's pretty weird. <laughs> Shakespearean lore, stuff like that. It's it was Jeopardy. That's some Jeopardy ass Jeopardy. All right, cool. Would you recommend it? Ten out uh, of ten. If you're, if you're into Jeopardy, and you, like you know show, American history. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the thing you can set the difficulty too so uh, if you set it to easy it actually just makes it multiple choice oh okay yeah but I guess, we were, yeah sure we, we were playing on hard so we actually had to guess the answers so so yeah. you start typing it in but then like the game cheats a little bit because 
It has a predetermined list of them. So if you type in enough of the word, it'll pop up so you don't have to type the rest of the word. So you can mm -hmm. cheat and be like, I think it might be this. Type part of it in. Oh, it didn't come up. Then it can't be the answer. Try something else. Oh, yeah. So it's a little well, dirty, but the, the answer list is pretty large that sometimes you'll get multiples. So That sounds like a video game-ass video game. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Well, other than that, fair enough. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I did. There was a big sale at Target actually, so I've actually got a lot of brand new games because of it. They were doing a buy two get one free. Oh wow! Okay. So I, I kind of like binge bought a bunch of new games. So that I've doesn't got, sound like you. <laughs> no, not at all. So I've got like Sunset Overdrive, Shadow of Mordor, uh, Alien Isolation. Uh, I got Master Chief Collection. Uh, Watch Dogs because I couldn't find anything else I liked. Wolfenstein: The New Order, and then Forza Horizon Two. You got some great games there. <laughs> I know it's actually a pretty good set. That yeah, that's pretty good. So and you got two free games out of those, then, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is, I forgot how much installation each fucking Xbox game takes. Mm. I was gonna go play. I actually went to the midnight launch for Master Chief. Okay. So I'm like, because Microsoft store in town, they uh, they were doing midnight launch. They had demos set up and everything. Right. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll go play it when I get home. But I heard there's a patch, so I guess I'll make sure I get the patch first. Put it in. There's an update for this game. 15 gigabytes. <laughs> so you're downloading the game, basically. I'm like, yep, <laughs> I'm going to just leave this running and we'll play it some other time. Wow. Holy shit, man. My Xbox <laughs> One's hard drive is almost full. From just that? No, from like, I yeah, okay. installed like most of the games i have nine xbox one games and then there's a bunch of like the free ones to give away with xbox live mm -hmm. i'm at like 80 80 to 85 percent hard drive full that's pretty great that's kind of <laughs> stupid that is it's that's 500 really gigabytes how is it that full <laughs> with that few games <laughs> and that's why there was no arcade edition of that uh, console. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Speaking but, of, I forgot mm -hmm. I played the new Killer in Six Season Two. Oh, okay. What yeah. did that add again? Um, added so far two new characters, but there's gonna be another six. Okay. Uh since it's a different company working on it now, uh it's Iron Galaxy, so the mm -hmm. the guys who published Dive Kick. Mm-hmm. Uh they redid like all the assets, like the, all the menus are different, they redid the unlock system, so now like you get experience for doing certain missions and then you can also like earn experience as each character which unlocks like certain taunts certain like visual effects stuff like that um supposedly they added a story mode but i think it's just arcade mode i haven't tried it yet i was just kind of oh, messing okay. around with it mm -hmm. and yeah so far there's two characters and if you buy like the ultimate set for it whatever they call it, the ultra breaker or ultra combo set you get the uh, arcade edition of killer instinct 2 hmm okay that's an interesting pack-in. <laughs> yeah, they, that's what they did for season one. If you uh, got the comp or the ultra edition of that, you got Killer Instinct One Arcade Edition. Oh, okay. So this is kind of their incentive. Like, if you're like a crazy guy who loves this stuff, we're gonna give you more Killer Instinct. It's like, yeah, just give me all of it. I love me some Killer Instinct. I mean, I have a copy of it somewhere here. Don't know where, but yeah. Uh, so, sorry, who were the two new characters that they have so, so, so far? So far, TJ, Combo, and Maya. So two, re current, bleh, two returning characters. T 
TJ Combo, my man. Yeah. I, he, I never liked TJ Combo. It's it's weird. Like I didn't really play as him, but I fought against him. And yeah. he's got like they must have changed up the game a bunch because like the juggle game is pretty heavy in that now. Hmm. Like TJ was just keeping me in midair, just kept me going. It felt like Tekken in a way. <laughs> it was really weird. That is weird. Can't you just combo break out of that though? Not in midair. <laughs> that is really weird. Unless, right. unless, unless that's a major change they did. If they added aerial combo breakers, but I thought there was only on ground combo breakers. Hmm. It's weird that they would add juggling that intense. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh well. I don't know. I'll probably mess around with it more. I'm uh, 3D Omer in the chat saying Master Chief Collection doesn't have any multiplayer on the disc. That's what that download is. Really though. That seems like a huge oversight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't tell if he's joking or if he's serious. If he's serious, that that seems stupid. Yeah. But, I mean, they, there are four Halo, or five technically Halo games on there. So I can see why that'd be a problem. I guess so. Yeah. I like how uh, on the packaging it advertised, like, for the first time, the entire Halo saga is on, or the entire Master Chief Halo saga is on one console. I'm like first i was about to go like no it's not and then i realized halo 2 is the only halo that wasn't on the 360 that's how they got away with it (laughs) and even then i think you could just buy it off of xbox live could you yeah probably they had a bunch of like xbox classes and i think halo 2 was one of them for a while i think they might have discontinued it though right because i remember looking for it once and i didn't find it for, like in for retail, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know about digital. Okay. I think digital would have been. Hmm. I don't know, man. Halo. It's a weird, Halo. weird uh, thing. There's oh man, have you seen the the videos and like bug reports going around? For that, no, I haven't. No, terrible. There's this one video I keep laughing at that I've been watching a couple of times. It's this streamer and he's laughing. Like the video loads up mm-hmm. and he's laughing because he's in a playlist for like team slayer which normally there's 10 players so you'd think it would be 5v5 but for some reason the auto matchmaking made it 6 versus 4 and he just starts losing it and then he goes to like uh, Blood Gulch or like the Halo 2 equivalent which was I think Coagulation I think is what they changed the name to oh weird okay yeah and usually team slayer is like 25 to 50 kills I think it's 50 Mm -hmm. it's made it 100 kills Okay. And on a map that you need vehicles is like the widest map and is not normally just used for Slayer. They uh, they started you with like the closest range, the, the shitty assault rifle gun. So I was just like, as a Halo player, like I, Halo 2 was my jam back in the day. Mm-hmm. I just I'm lost it. I'm like, this is the shittiest thing they could have done <laughs> on this map. The only way it could have been worse if it was somehow like gravity hammers on Blood Gulch, which wasn't no. even around at that point. That would be so good. <laughs> oh, man. It was terrible. I just, every time I look at it, the dude is just la- losing it laughing, and I end up losing it too because of it. Oh, man. It, I kind of want it. <laughs> the master chief collection but you know what i like i said i really like halo and apparently all like four games can be played online which is kind of interesting supposedly yeah like i haven't tried it obviously but you can play halos one to four online and then the anniversary edition of halo 2 when i was at the launch party Mm. they just had a bunch of people playing halo one multiplayer on blood gulch it feels dumb but that might be one of the things i would actually buy an x uh an xbox one for hmm 
but like I, I could see it. I don't know. Well, because I, it's one I'm of those things that it. like that won't be on PC, so I will I won't have ask, access to that unless I have that console. Yeah, no, they'll they'll never put that on PC. Exactly. Or if they do, it'll be a long time from now. Yeah. Hmm. We're on the Halo Three anniversary, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't know if I can wait. Like, by that time, I'm not going to care anymore <laughs> like, at all. Well, maybe. Well, by that point, I don't know. Halo 5 is going to be out, so. Oh, man. I'd, I hope they fix the stuff I don't like with 4, mainly the enemies. I really don't like those enemies, dude. <laughs> I hate them. The Halo the Halo 4 and 5 enemies? or uh, The, like, crystal dudes. Yeah, I can, I can see why. They're just I, bullet sponges. I hate them so much. They're so Halo, uninteresting. Halo 4 was weird. Like, I only played it on Legendary. I played it with two other friends, and we just cruised through it in a night. Like, it was, didn't even feel like a marathon. Like, we jammed through it no problem. It's that short? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know. It was weird. I was, like, it. I was like, dude, are you? did we finish Halo 4 in one night? On Legendary? <laughs> It was kind I, of a joke compared to other Halos. Like, I remember Halo 3 Legendary being something I worked on. But, yeah, I there wasn't any way I was going to play through 4 on Legendary. I stopped playing mm. after a couple hours into, into the normal difficulty. I just wasn't having fun. I wasn't feeling it at all. Yeah, it, there was more of a focus on story in Halo 4 for sure. So mm. It was interesting. Like, all this stuff from, like, the books I wasn't aware of that was happening... And then, like, the, the major character going away. I was just like, oh, shit, okay. But, like, I really liked ODST with how they did the story of just, like, flashbacks and you're in this weird, like, like film noir feeling thing with the jazz music. And then you, like, pick up this dude's helmet that's on the ground and then it's, like, you're playing the part that, like, happened with that guy or something. Oh, okay. I really liked how that did. I actually have never played ODST or Reach. Well, I played Reach's multiplayer, but I never <clears> played <throat> the story mode for Reach. Reach was fine, too. Reach had some good stuff going on it, but uh, ODST is my favorite Halo game, just straight out. It's just so good. <laughs> it's so all good. Right. I, I mean, think, I think although 3 was the too. best multiplayer for, by far, I still like 3's multiplayer. I, I kind of liked Reach's. Reach's multiplayer was cool. That was, that was also where they had, like, the armor classes, though. Like, you could have, like, the armor shield yes. or you have sprinting and stuff like that. Yeah, it felt a lot like Crisis to me, Reach. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Which was fine. It's just that, I don't know. It Maybe I was just sick of Halo multiplayer by that point because it's like, all right, Halo 3 multiplayer is the shit. I'm going to try this new one. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> just put it away for a little bit or something. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, is that all you've been playing, or you yeah. got anything else? That was oh, it. Okay. I'm actually surprised we talked about Halo that long. So, <laughs> it's a good series. Like the problem is, is that it when Bungie let go of it, a lot of people lost interest, and I think it's still like think, half Bungie though. It's just yeah, not because like even it doesn't it feel Connell, the, the same still though. Yeah. yeah, looking at the footage of Five, they've apparently changed a lot in that too. So I'm curious to see how Five's gonna be. That might be okay. Like, and and I mm. think having the Master Chief Collection gets you in the beta for five, or gives you a chance of getting in on it, something like that. And there's also like the that Ridley Scott Halo miniseries is also available now, apparently. 
I don't think I even know about that. Halo Nightfall or something like that, or Nightwatch? Oh, the, like they did another one of those? <laughs> sort yeah. Of. Uh, yeah uh, okay. if, if you have Master Chief Collection, you get a code for like the Halo channel, and apparently it's on there. So. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. I would check that out, maybe. I'm sure that's on YouTube <laughs> by now. It probably now. is at this point. Yeah, unless Internet. it's all been taken down. Anyways, what have you been playing, Paul? Uh, so I started off with, because I hadn't played it yet when we talked last time, Binding of Isaac Rebirth, and that game is the game I've been waiting for. Fuck me. It's so really? good. Because Binding of Isaac and Wrath of the Lamb, like the DLC that came out later, or the expansion rather, was good, but buggy and shitty. Like, because it was coded buggy, in Flash, and there's... Ha- oh, okay, that's why. There you well, go. it was coded in Flash, so you couldn't have a whole lot of sprites on screen at one time, so you would always be... have only, like, three orbitals around you, for instance. Or, or there'd be, there like, would be, tons of slowdown. Yeah, and there'd be, like, a certain amount of sprites or enemies on screen and stuff. With all that nonsense thrown away, and, like, the new engine, like, it's actually coded and made like a video game should be... You have these, like, rooms that are four rooms big now you can go into or two rooms big just filled with fucking things crawling at you. And you have, like, all these tears everywhere if you have the upgrades for it. And all these familiars just following you around with, like, a giant fucking tail. You have, like, flies coming out of everywhere. It's amazing. It is so good. And there's very little slowdown or any problems of that caliber. It's very smooth playing. The music is upgraded to feel like... It fits in this, like, weird, demented universe. There's kind of a, <clears throat> like, a sadness there, like, a morbidity toward in it. It's not all just... Binding of Isaac's music I've always liked, but it felt like maybe cut tracks from Super Meat Boy or something. It felt mm. very similar. Like, maybe this was, like, stuff that uh, Danny B didn't use in Super Meat Boy, and now it's in this. But... <clears throat> the new stuff is very well made for the game. For some reason, my throat is going completely dry, so <laughs> excuse that. You're going to be okay? No, I'm totally fine. It's just All annoying right. more than anything. And, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, dude. There's there's new characters, new abilities, and new items. It's like going back and just being like, I don't know what, like, anything does anymore. Let's try this. Holy shit, this works together. Like, synergies work properly now. There aren't items that just literally do nothing anymore because they were broken from the beginning. They all do something now. I don't know. It's the game the, I've been Does the wanting. game tell you what these items do now, like, after you yes. get them or when you get them? When you get them, yeah. Okay. Sometimes was, they're still a little cryptic. That was one kind of gripe I had, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes they're still a little cryptic yeah. when you pick it up, like damage protection or something like you don't know in what form or whatever or like Mm. you feel protected i think is specifically how it words some stuff and you don't know how and then you like if you get hit by something it it, you realize it's like a chance to get a shield if you get hit or something Mm. but there are ones that are just straight up like tears up or like damage up and stuff like that so you know what you're picking up and you can learn in your head like i don't want that because that is going to probably get me killed like Bob's brain fuck that item kind of like it's great because it's just 
a familiar that when you're shooting, you shoot it towards a thing, and if it hits it, it explodes. However, if that thing's right in front of you, you get hurt by the explosion as well. So, Ooh, so it's like yeah. shooting bombs, essentially. Essentially, yeah. So it can be... There's annoyances there, but that's Binding of Isaac, right? You can fuck yourself by picking up everything if you don't know what it does or how to use it properly, and that's kind of part of the fun anyways. Um, so I have... Every character except for one unlocked right now, so I've been playing with a bunch of them. They, for the most part, do similar things to, like, the other characters in the other one. My, I still like Isaac for some reason. I don't know why. It's just, like, that stupid thing in your head, like... Well, the game's, if, like, designed around him. He's the Mario of that game. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like the Binding of Isaac, and it's the reason why, when I'm playing a Legend of Zelda game, I always name my guy Link. Like, it's just the thing in my head that, like, no, this is Isaac's game. <laughs> like, he he can have friends also in the dungeon, but at the end of the day, Isaac has to beat Mom. That's what has to happen. <laughs> this is his mission. Um, so, but more than anything, it's more Binding of Isaac. If you liked Binding of Isaac before, you are sorely remiss if you don't pick this up. It is the the game that should have come out originally. But then again, like, I don't think Edmund would have even known that people wanted that sort of game and if they hadn't just thrown together that Flash thing and realized that people loved it. So mm. they, I guess you could count, you could count the old Binding of Isaac and Wrath of the Lamb as like maybe the alpha and this is like the cleaned up, polished, good version of that. So I was a little surprised. I thought that the art style was going to get like flat out changed when uh, Rebirth came out. But it's more mm-hmm. or less the same, just like a little more pixelated than anything, a little it it's basically like if you were to take the binding of isaac art style and put it in an nes that's mm. how it looks like it looks yeah, like know, an nes i don't NES, know why but... for some reason i was under the impression they were just going to flat out redo things or just make it mm. maybe more uh, pixelated more spriteish i guess than it already is like yeah, more I don't... 8 bit 16 bit style yeah no i like I thought of that too, looking at screenshots and stuff. But when you're actually looking at it on your monitor screen, it for one thing, it's widescreen now. It's not just like four by three or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. So that helps a lot. But Isaac and like your characters and stuff, their proportions feel correct now. And going back to the old game, Isaac and all the like characters and enemies feel really small in a giant area on the map. Mm-hmm. So, like, this feels proportionately correct now, which is also a big thing that when I tried to go back and play the original, I was just like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like, this, it looked weird, like, skewed somehow, because this is the art style I am accustomed to now, where things look like they're from a SNES era, and I like it. Like, I guess it's a personal preference thing if you like the cleaner illustratory lines of like how things looked in the original binding of isaac you won't like the more pixelated e like crt looking thing i guess but i personally like it more so well comment in the chat says you can turn off the pixelation and they yes said, you can it says gba was kind of the look they were going for apparently gba i could see and, that and apparently uh homer says it's more like a d make i feel that's how edmund described it a d make I wonder what that means. Like D-make the... usually means like going down like a generation in a way. So mm. going like having like, like a super like take a Super Nintendo game and then making it into an NES game. That's a D-make. Like maybe look wise, but I still don't agree with that at all. Mm. No, and they like definitely more... added more. 
And more importantly, it's mechanically good, where Mm -hmm. the other one was mechanically almost unplayable in certain circumstances, which I haven't faced any issues with this one at all yet. And I've been playing a lot of it, (laughs) so... I'm I'm just gonna say that if you have if you like the first one and you have fifteen bucks, you have to buy this. Like it's just a no brainer. It's was, so good. Wasn't it on sale for people who own the original Isaac, or was that only pre orders? That was pre orders if you owned Isaac. Okay. Yeah. So even if you own Isaac now, I think it's fifteen. All right. It's still worth every penny. So I don't know. Um, next on my list is kind of a surprise: Call of Duty Advanced Warfare is All one right. of the best shooters I've played this year. What? <laughs> what? All right. All right, I'll bite. Come on, tell uh, me about the new Call okay. of Duty. So when I say Call of Duty anything, your first thing is great. <laughs> but I and I was with you. I was totally with you until I watched one like video of cuz I wanted to see what the hell they were doing this year with it. Mm. So I watched one video of it. And it moves like Titanfall, plays a little bit more like Halo, and just cause. What? <laughs> There's like grappling mechanics, a stealth-like thing you can do, like invisible sections, and I don't know. There's like mech parts, like a mech warrior part, and I don't know. It's like a futuristic sci-fi shooter now, which is where they had to go, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where they haven't, the last place they haven't been. Oh, and um, and what's his name is in it? K-Pax, you know. Oh, uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah. So that I don't I don't know really what to say about it. Every now and then, I just like to play. Like, it's no surprise to anybody that my focus when I come to video games is I care more about a mechanically sound product than a storyline usually, and then a storyline can add. Or, like, break something even further if it's not there. But the first thing is it has to feel good for me to play. The Call of Duty games always feel good. They are always a polished product that you know a bunch of people spent so much time into to get to feel right. And that's exactly what this is. So this, I was happy to play another This is the new one. team, isn't this? This is Sledgehammer? This is Sledgehammer, Yeah. It has the double jumping. It has like the little hovery rocket jetpack sort of thing that you can use as well. It. I was talking to Nathan about this actually, and what Modern Warfare One, like Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare did for the Call of Duty franchise. And when you played it, you're just like, I can never play the older ones because this is how this should feel. Like it's mm-hmm. so tight in control. That is this generation's step up for that series. This is now, like, where Modern Warfare felt good, they iterated on it, and they tightened it up more and more through 2 and 3 and Black Ops, and they all still felt very similar control-wise. This was the next leap up that staircase and saying, this is how these all have to feel now, otherwise they're going to feel sluggish and shitty. Crazy. So, so is this is this a recommended buy? Are you saying for sixty dollars? Maybe not. Okay. This is this is a thing because it is still extraordinarily short for a campaign. If you are into the the like multiplayer sort of aspect, probably definitely because it's still a Call of Duty. You know, there's going to be a bunch of people playing it. The you're going to have fun with multiplayer. It's the same thing. The nice thing about the multiplayer too is because they added the double jumping sort of thing, like the little jet 
boost pack and different exo abilities that took the map building from something that was very much a horizontally focused thing where a good level would have like maybe a little warehouse area where you could like go up staircases and blah 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 and snipe down at people there's now a vertical element to it where like say now a new map might be cool if they built one with like a giant freeway like up above or something that you could double jump onto and snipe people then you could get attacked from behind because other people could do the same so instead of focusing on you're going to need like ladders and staircases or little things you can bunny hop on you can start building up more in your maps which is going to add a new dynamic to the multiplayer if they like keep going and building new map packs which i feel I'm like sure at, at that rate it's eventually just going to become tribes yeah essentially <laughs> but like slower because tribes was mm. so hard to control sometimes mm. <laughs> but i don't know um the campaign is very michael bay jerry bruckheimer e type like it's a call of duty campaign it's no spoiler if I say Kevin Spacey might be the bad guy because every time you see him, there's ominous music playing behind him. Every like, trailer they had him in, he basically looked like his House of Cards character. So That's exactly who he is. <laughs> so there's that. Like I, It's so predictable. I even predicted how it was going to end or like what the twist was in the chapter as it was happening. It's like, mm. I bet, watch, I bet this is the part where like, I find out I've been fighting on the wrong side, and sure enough, it happened five minutes later. So, it's so predictable, but there's something still refreshing and fun to just playing an action movie that feels good to play. Did you press F to pay respects? I did. Good. You gotta pay your respects. I was gonna say, it doesn't let you not do that, does it? You're that's forced your, to? I think you're forced to, and that's your first, like, ten minutes in, too. <laughs> Ooh. That's really early. Maybe no an one, hour. I don't think the internet stopped giving that game shit about that. The, the way they worded it was grosser, though, where it's like press F to mourn your friend or something, but it's mm. actually pe- press F to pay respects, which is still the same, but it's worded a little nicer, maybe, a little less yeah. trashy. I don't know, dude. It's so good. <laughs> I'm, I just had so much fun with it, but now that the campaign's done and I played a little bit of multiplayer, it's probably going to get shelved again. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying at 60 bucks, I don't know if I can recommend it. Call of Duty games very rarely go under like 50 until they're really outdated. So if you like want in on the multiplayer as it's happening, I can recommend that. Otherwise, like if you already have a like Black Ops 2 clan or something that you play in and you already have your game that you do multiplayer for, you're not going to miss a whole lot until it's cheaper maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Unless you like shooters, then buy it, because it feels great. Uh, last game came out today, or was it yesterday? I, I lost track of days. World of Warcraft, Warlords of Draenor. Uh, new expansion came out. And okay, that, so first question, Yeah. before you even say anything, how did you manage to get on the server? Because all I've been seeing are people posting that the servers are packed. So I was playing at 10 o'clock in the morning when most people had school and work, because that's when I woke up from my vomit-induced haze from Okay, touche, touche. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it played so well for an hour, and then the servers just locked up, and I couldn't even exit the game because like, I was just stuck in a loop. And then I turned it off, and then when I try to get back in on it, there is no go. 
So I have only played an hour and some of this game, of this expansion, and I will still say it's been a little bit smoother than some of the other expansions I've been a part of with this game. So there wow. is that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's one of those things. I guess they got hit by a DDoS attack because the internet is mature. But other than that, it is more World of Warcraft, and it's it was kind of a nice change to an expansion, though, where the first, like, hour worth of quest wasn't kill, like, new boars. It was like, oh, shit, dude, we're getting attacked from everywhere. It's like, kill a hundred fucking orcs. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to go in this arena with my bros and just, like, kill a hundred things that come at me. Bring it on. So, like, there's more of, like a world building like feeling aspect to some of the missions. They've gotten good at the storytelling with the gameplay in this MMO from what it used to be. But at the end of the day, it is still an MMO. (laughs) So if you are not into that sort of thing and you do not have a character to see this new stuff or like want to boost a character to play with your friends, you will probably not have fun doing it. So it's still not something I'll recommend to people. However, if it is something you want to do, this game, I can't remember what it's selling for. If it's 40 for regular and 50 or 60 for collector's edition, and then all the other expansion packs and base are selling for 20 you could essentially get in for 80 bucks and get a level 90 character right from the get-go for buying in to play with your friends if you wanted to start for the first time ever. So at least they're giving you that opportunity. I feel like they need to because they've been like bleeding members. They so have to. It's the best way to get new people in. Is like, oh, you can just go to the end game shit right away if you want. It's a good way to get like old people back too, because then it's like, well, I know I'm gonna buy this anyways to like play my main through the storyline because he's been with me for seven years now, mm. and here is a secondary character. Like they're giving it out basically if you buy the game a level ninety to like anybody. <laughs> So, I have a priest now because I never wanted to level a priest because it's really fucking annoying to do that. But mm-hmm. so there you go. I've been playing that. Uh, if like people wanted to ask specifics, I will tell you on like Twitter or something. I won't be talking about that much on this podcast because nobody gives a shit about MMOs on this podcast. Sorry, but it's fine. No, but I will like if people have questions or something, I will be more than happy to answer you on a one-on-one level. We should move on to news, though. Sweet, let's do it. Because we have so much news. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start off with Jeff Keatley. Is that how you say his name? I think it's Keatley, yeah. I think you're right. I I used to say Knightley, and then people were like, no, it's Keatley. Or Keatley. Oh, like, it's definitely not Knightley, but I think it is Keatley. Maybe Kayley or Keeley. No, it's like like Keatley or Keeley. Like, I forget if the T sounds there. Uh, The chat should have that covered either way. But... (laughs) He's starting a new video game award show. You would probably know him best from Dorito Gate. <laughs> I was about to say Duitos because that's a new thing. Have you heard of this? Duitos, yes. Have, have you heard of it? So for those who don't know what this is, this is uh, Mountain Dew that is the flavor of Doritos. Which I think is kinda nasty. Yeah. <laughs> but so appropriate. Of course they would. Why yeah. wouldn't they? Uh, Eco Eclipse is saying Keely. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. I'm with uh that train of thought for with Eco Eclipse, so I think it's Keely as well. Alright. But yes, you would actually probably know him best from either game trailers or which is associated with game trailers, the Spike Video Game Awards. 
Yeah, I mean, if you've been following, like, game industry coverage, too, he's been, he is one of the dinosaurs of it as well. So I'm sure the name's been kicking around somewhere in the back of your mind. But he has a new Game Awards show aptly named the Game Awards 2014. (laughs) It didn't say it was original name. No. (laughs) The Game Awards. The Game Awards. So it's going to take place in Las Vegas next month. Early next month. That's around the time that the VGAs used to happen. Or, mm-hmm. Does this article actually mention that the VGAs are not going on this year? Uh, I'm not sure. It sounds it, the article saying it sounds basically what Spike T used to do or Spike TV used to do. Yeah. So it probably is the filler for that. I would guess. Yeah. Like that in essence, the new it's less gaming's equivalent of the Oscars and more of an opportunity for the industry to hand out awards while simultaneously advertising what's coming next. Hmm. Uh, it also says that the advisory board for the Game Awards has Hideo Kojima, Peter Moore, and Reggie's Fil- Reggie Filzame on it. Huh. So the CEO okay. of Nintendo of America, the creator of Metal Gear Solid, and the, the grandfather of the Dreamcast. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. other. (laughs) Sorry, Peter Moore. I'm sure you're a fantastic human being. You just aren't as good as the other two. Well, is he still? He's not working for EA anymore. I don't even know what Peter Moore's doing anymore. I don't think anybody knows what Peter Moore's doing anymore. (laughs) He's moved around so much. But, um, yeah, if you're interested in Jeff Keighley and or the Game Awards, that is what he is doing now. So, oh, I was actually right. He's still at EA. Oh, okay. Chief Operating Officer of EA. Hmm. Okay. So he's evil. <laughs> yes, that's how it works. You've done it. Right. To be fair, he does kind of look like the villain from, like, Flash from Gordon any... at times. Yeah. From, like, any 80s, like, corporate villain or something. Oh, man. Uh, so yeah, that will be coming out just as well as Just Cause Three, that was announced by Square Enix for yeah. all the Just Cause people out there. Um, Get your that sounds fine. On. Yeah, there, there was a little bit of a controversy about there being microtransaction in it though, because I think Avalanche Software like released a picture and it looked like there was some sort of microtransaction in it. And uh, no multiplayer as well, it. right? Wait, oh. Well, to be fair, that was a mod. That was a fan-made mod. Right. No, exactly. But I think people were just annoyed that, like, see how good this made your, like, five-year-old game? Do it. (laughs) Sort of thing. And they didn't. But And it's going to be a free-to-play game, I guess. Isn't it? Or no. might be where the discussion of paying to play kind of came from. Oh, wait. It will be distributed as retail box and digital download. It is not a free-to-play. So that was just a... Okay, that boomer. was the debunking of the the microtransactions then. Yes, yeah. So, are you excited for another Just Cause? To be honest, I haven't played any of them. Yeah, okay. A lot of people told me to skip the first one. Everyone told me to play the second one, and I never got to it. I have the multiplayer mod, but I just haven't tried it. You should try the multiplayer if you think mm-hmm. the idea of grappling onto a boat and riding <laughs> behind it funny okay to you. that kind of sounds funny <laughs> i'd have to at least try that yeah there's you can do some really stupid shit in that mod it is really broken which adds to the charm um lego jurassic park might be a thing 
that seems like a weird fit for me. A little bit, but I mean, they've done some strange licenses before. Yeah, it's true. Like, so what would they do? Like, probably just Jurassic Park 1, I'm guessing? story. They'd probably do The Lost World as well. People Hmm. liked The Lost World, just not as much as the original. And most people are trying to forget number three, so. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Sean put this in here, (laughs) I guess. I don't know what to say about it. I don't play a whole lot of LEGO games, but the ones I have played all kind of follow a similar formula that I don't know how well Jurassic Park would lend its, like, story to or how it should maybe play. But I don't know. Maybe, like... Oh god, we gotta cross this river. Let's find bricks to build a bridge, and then you look around, and then you build a bridge, and there's a dinosaur there or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> to I'm be sure fair, if it's if it's a game where all you do is play as the dinosaurs, that'd be kind of sweet. I wouldn't if mind. If you played as a dinosaurs, dinosaurs, sure, I agree with you. And you're just like biting people and taking their bricks. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down with that. <laughs> that would be fine. Yeah, I don't think that's what the way they would go with that. But yeah. They got to be kid friendly and stuff, and parents don't want their kids biting other kids at school. Well, All right. that just comes with growing older, really. <laughs> right. I'm going to skip over this next giant section. I'll do it all at the end because cool. it just makes more sense that way. Yeah. Uh, Geometry Wars 3 is out November 25th. <laughs> you, you can tell Sean wrote the news this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for all those Geometry War fans, I was uh, commenting before we went live here that that is really soon, and I had no idea. So in a way, he kind of taught me something today. He taught you to look at a calendar? And to maybe go to the gym more or something. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I wish we had a muscle beach in Calgary. (laughs) That would be so bad. It would be a terrible beach. It would just be covered in snow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I, I guess I'll open up this thing here i bet it just says yeah that looks like some geometry wars 3 right there so i I said i played it i liked it but i don't know sean i'm sure is psyched for it hence why he put in the news thankfully this thankfully this and a friend also reminded me pacross e5 is out so i know what i'm gonna be playing for like the next week so oh man yep (laughs) pacross is back again for the gets me in every, every single time i get addicted Every time. I know. It's good. I'm happy. Yeah. I love me some Pacross. Yeah, I know. That's really good. You know what else is really good is that Amiibos are not region locked. I am surprised that this was a concern in the first place. Yeah, I didn't I didn't necessarily think that it would be either, mainly because like RFID chips like just put a generic one in there and bam. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> there you go. So anybody who wanted to import the hottest new Amiibo figure from Japan only, you can do so. Even, even though I'm pretty sure they're worldwide release. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Get those European Amiibos just to say you did or something. Like, mm-hmm. would it even... Would there be any difference? Maybe, like, on the bottom instead of, like, Made in Taiwan, it just says, like, Made in Japan or something? No, I'm pretty sure it would still say Made in Taiwan, so... Yeah, probably, <laughs> so... Have you, have you seen the pictures going around of the bad molds of some of these? No, I haven't. Oh, man, I gotta find that Marth one specifically. That sounds amazing. 
They're right. like basically they like the same mold. Apparently, just produce like two completely different ones or something like that. They some look good, some look terrible. <laughs> well, while you're looking for that, I will let people know here about see-through 2DSs are coming stateside. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this is kind of a big deal, just because it harkens back to when I got my Game Boy Color and I had the transparent purple. So it's like I. I'm a proponent of if you can get the transpa- the transparent colored version of a thing. That being said, maybe do not buy a 2DS. <laughs> like, at all. Uh, uh, apparently, these are, like, $20 cheaper. Because uh, I was at EB, and the pre-order price they had for it were $100 even. Yeah, that's what it's saying that they're uh, going to retail for it here as well as 9 99.99, and they're going to be released alongside Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. So if you wanted one of those, they're coming, and you can get the color for the Pokemon you want to buy, kind of. It's not really a sapphire color. It's blue, but, you know, whatever. And another silly Nintendo peripheral. Thank you, Sean, for not telling me in the thing what it is and I making know. me open a tab. <laughs> However, it is a 250 drum controller for Wii U, if you like. <laughs> I don't... Okay, so this is for Taiko no ta- Tatsuchin or whatever? Yeah. So Taiko what, Drum Master. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's for here. So on sale on December 4th in Japan, this is going to be 250 bucks. <laughs> that's so dumb. Is there, I... like, a huge following for that game? In Japan, like they they've got like up to ten, I think at least, because I know that the arcade across from like where Pax Prime takes place has Taiko Drum Master Nine. Hmm. But then again, like Guitar Freaks got to like fifteen, so that doesn't surprise me too much. The mess of Amiibo is great, by the way. <laughs> I know. I was hoping you would put it on the on the screen for people I, to see. I will do I just that it in the chat. I put it in the chat for people either way. Yeah, I'll do that quickly. <laughs> but. Anyways, so yeah, there's a drum peripheral you can get if you are crazy, which, I mean, if you're in Japan, you probably are, let's be honest. So 250 bucks, you can get that. That's it for what Sean did. I will quickly go through the BlizzCon news because that is stuff that is important to me, I guess. And, like, if you like Blizzard stuff, there was some stuff announced. StarCraft II Legacy of the Void was announced. So that is the last part of the trilogy for StarCraft II featuring the Protoss race. Yeah. That was announced, and that trailer is so cool. (laughs) I just love it. I don't even know why, because I was never even a Protoss player. I think it's just how it ends, where he's just like, my life for iron, the sword comes out. You're just like, yes! That's a line from my childhood. (laughs) And then other than that, it's just another StarCraft thing. More importantly, they are adding some new stuff in the multiplayer with it, mainly an Archon mode, which is where two players can share one base, like control over one base. So it's a 1v1, but it's essentially 2v2 because you it's one base versus one base, but two players can control the same units and base. Interesting. I feel like so, that would be chaotic because like you would lose yes. control of your units. Yes. <laughs> I think I think it would be one of those things where like if you paired up two pros against two pros it could be the most amazing magic you've ever seen but if you paired up like one pro with one like terrible person you could probably start a fight <laughs> or something like 
you could ruin friendships maybe it's just to see who wins from infighting or who wins from actually playing well right exactly so i don't know there's that also with that like there's new units announced you can go to the site if you want and see what those new units are specifically i'm just stoked that the zerg are getting lurkers back because those those were my jam back in the day just throwing a bunch of lurkers in an enemy base and if they didn't have an observer they're fucked oh you're bringing back <laughs> bad memories of starcraft one <laughs> Yeah, I was at least lucky I was a Protoss player, so I had fucking cannons everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if you were Protoss, you were fine. I was a Terran player, so I got just destroyed oh, so all the time by that. I, I really wanted to like Terran. I just couldn't get into him, really. Terran is still my jam. I don't even, even know even why. Zerg's, like, creep factory necessary aspect was still fine with me. Have you played two or like no, not seen at all? It? Okay, which was surprising because I was I really enjoyed one. So do you know how creep is formed in two? Uh oh, how the, you know overlords? Yeah, they spew it out like diarrhea. <laughs> oh my god, which is so appropriate. <laughs> to be fair, that makes them actually useful. <laughs> oh, dude, totally. Yeah, no, they. I mean, they were kind of useful. Well, well no, really. only if you got the upgrade that turned them into like dropships. Right. Exactly. Yeah, then they were super useful, especially when you upgraded their speed. They were real quick. Mm. They would, they were good for scouting, but yeah, I don't know. So StarCraft II Legacy of the Void announced it's coming, as well as the first official expansion to Hearthstone, Goblins versus Gnomes, which I am kind of excited about because they are adding a whole shitload of random cards, as in you play this and a random effect will happen, so it will add a little bit more life into the game, which I am waiting for. So I'm... Isn't that, I wouldn't say that's life more so as chaos. Exactly. And that's okay, the thing. so you just want chaos. Because the way it is right now is that there are, like, builds, right? Like, a pro player tries something new, it works out, people latch onto it, that build goes on the internet, there are a thousand hunter players the next day, or a thousand mage player, like freeze decks the next day. This, I always have more fun with Hearthstone not playing competitively, really, but just like, I'm gonna make a deck full of dead things that come back to life, and it never works out, but it's fun because there's the random factor of like, this could work out so well, or this could fuck me over so badly and that is the funnest thing to do when you put down when there's like one enemy or one enemy minion your enemy has like there they have one or two health and you have one health and you put down that mad bomber that does three random damage anywhere on the board and it kills you then that is where that game you feel alive you're just like yes I lost, but it was a fun way to lose, and I could have I lost, won. but it was my own fault. <laughs> right, exactly. I lost because well, I flipped a maybe, coin. Maybe that's the thing, is that it wasn't my own fault. It was because I flipped a coin. It was, like, just kind of haphazard. Like, it's, it's a different thing if it's just, like, I have a surefire way to win, but this might be cooler, and then you lose. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't usually happen, but... I like chaos, and that's exactly what this is going to bring. So I am super, super stoked. I think they announced something like 100-something cards, which is crazy because the last adventure pack only added, I think, 30. So How this much is did you adding... say was added? Sorry? This one? Sorry. I think yeah. four times the amount, so 120. Wow. Or something. 
Yeah, that's why they're calling this one an expansion pack, and the other one was just an adventure pack because it only added like a handful. Okay. So I'm looking so forward to this. There is on their website a daily like choose which card you would prefer thing, like a red versus blue, and it shows you the card art and nothing else like about what the effect is. So you just choose one, and then it gets revealed the next day. So if people are into that, uh like Hearthstone scene and stuff, make sure you do that. It's been kind of cool seeing some stuff come out of that. If you're into that sort of thing, you might be into the MOBA scene, in which case Heroes of the Storm. Mm -hmm. Yes, Heart of the Swarm, Heroes of the Storm. I get those mixed up in my head all the time. Blizzard, change your fucking names for stuff. Closed beta has been... It's the same acronym over and over again. (laughs) Heroes of the Storm, closed beta has been announced to come out really really soon so they've been technically in alpha in january 13th of next year they will be in a closed beta so people can play that more and 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 then next blizzcon they'll announce the release date which somehow ends up being january again (laughs) yeah it i mean honestly probably i don't know i'm still stoked so whatever whatever do what you have to do blizzard i trust you kind of Eh. ish Just, just change your fucking name for shit but don't change it to something like Overwatch because that is a terrible name. That is to almost be, as bad as Killzone. <laughs> to be fair, wasn't this also part of Titan? Which is also kind of a terrible name. Titan was a really bad name, and I'm kind of glad that's dead for a bunch of reasons. Not because I didn't want to see it, because I want to see everything they do, because mm-hmm. it's, there's usually some idea behind it that I like. But. Anyways, Overwatch is basically what looks like to be their answer to Team Fortress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we want to get redundant about it. The characters look cool. The animation is great, as always. I will probably play it, but I don't know how much because first-person shooting like competitively isn't usually my jam. But it's a Blizzard product. I will probably buy it because I am a shill. So that was announced. If you want to see more on that, there is a launch or like a trailer for that that shows the different classes. The classes are people, like they're actually named stuff, so I can't remember what they are now. I guess I could look something up, but I don't care enough to. You can look that up on your own accord because we have a shitload of questions to get. <laughs> All right, oh. let's get to it here. <sighs> I, Sean, Sean, who couldn't even make it, made a note. Yeah, uh, something along the lines of these are good questions. I wish I was on the podcast today. He he failed to make a note that there are like fifty good questions. Mm. <laughs> so if you wanted to add to our pile, TDP podcast on Twitter, facebook.com slash top down perspective or top down perspective at gmail dot com. You could use any of those. It seems like most people chose the email option this time, so we will start with Lee Greek Greco asks or says, not exactly a question, but I think John deserves to know this. In Mute City and MK8, there are billboards in the background that have a picture of Captain Falcon and say, show me your moves. Just so you know. I'm glad to have been told about this. That's great. Did you know uh, about it? I did not. No, I oh, don't okay. have my uh, copy Mario Kart 8 because G still has it and he's in the chat. So G, <laughs> can I get my Mario Kart 8 back? Come and, over and right now notes. and give me. <laughs> no, 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 not in that big a rush. I just forgot it was today that that came out. Mm-hmm. I, I've got Pacross. I'm I'm good for the next week. So mm-hmm. cool. 
Okay, Bruce asks, what kind of unique genres would you like to see in gaming if those types of genres already exist, and what type of those game genres would you like to see more of? Oh. <laughs> I want more sci-fi sports. That You know what? Yeah, or like some Mutant League football or something. Yeah, like, yeah. what happened to that reboot? What happened to that Kickstarter? Yeah. No, you're right. We should see more just, like, dumb sports games where they put some weird gimmick in it. I agree with you. Um, I kind of like futuristic racers. So, like, a Wipeout clone or something. I don't know. Well, remember, the creators of Wipeout are making a new new franchise. Yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is there should be more of those, like, more competition than just Wipeout and the every now and then F-Zero thing yeah. when they want to shit one of those out like oh okay so mean league football the kickstarter didn't reach its goal but apparently they're still working on it hmm okay but their, fun- their funding goal was almost a million so i can see why that was probably tricky okay um like what else did i want unique genres i want to see more of like good games that's a pretty unique genre. <laughs> yeah, it's very original. I want more games that are super glitchy, yeah, but still somehow completely playable, like Assassin's Creed Unity S- apparently is. Snarkiness aside, I kind of want a resurgence of old survival horror like ideologies with new game design mechanics. So like basically how like the old survival horror games were before like Resident Evil 4 and that kind of changed like the trajectory of how they do that sort of thing but like with maybe the stuff Resident Evil 4 did well for the genre like the better inventory management for example or something like that so I guess what I'm saying is I kind of just want a Resident Evil 4 again (laughs) in a way wasn't like 5 but not I people say it was Shadows of the Damned, and they're not wrong, but they're not exactly right either. I feel like Shadows of the Damned was just the same thing, but with comedy. I like, think so, Except too. for that fucking ending. That ending. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I want another Shadows of the Damned, I guess. <laughs> or, like, Deadly Premonition struck a weird, like, place in my heart when that came out for this, for this reason. It just was, like... Basically, what if Resident Evil was, like, more focused on, like, a Twin Peaks feel or mm. something? Or, like, Silent Hill felt more Twin Peaksy than, like, Silent Hill, I guess. <laughs> Silent Hill was already kind of there, though. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I don't know. Maybe that. There's not enough survival horror. It's all just jump scares and, like, camera, phones out, first-person shooting things and running away from the monster. Mm. for horror these days so maybe that did i did i talk about five nights at freddy's last week i forget if i did uh yes you did yeah 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 boring and five nights now, at now freddy's the sequel's out. out that's the news the sequel came out this week yeah that wasn't even in our news section geez sean way to let us down god damn <laughs> i know like he's any- a big five nights at freddy's fans so. like anybody actually cares about five nights at freddy's too <laughs> If you care about Five Nights at Freddy's 2, do us a favor. Don't write in. Next question comes from Michael wow, McNulty. Wow, wow. Strong words. Wow. <laughs> Next question comes from Michael McNulty. Hi. As you Hi. are people who sometimes get review copies of games, I was wondering That's how this process. Sean. What's that? 
That's mo- almost mainly Sean, but yeah. I was wondering how this process works. How do you go about getting these copies? Do you approach devs or vice versa? Do you pay for the review copies? Are they full games? Any other interesting tidbits about reviewing? Sorry, this is so long. I'm curious. I don't intend to review, so no real, so not really tips, just facts. Thanks. Um, so the way it goes is you usually don't talk to the dev. You talk to like a PR person. And by talk to a PR person, I mean you get put on a list if you ever have <laughs> talked to a PR person, and you get spammed for every little bullshit thing yep. they ever put out. Yep, I've seen so many Kickstarters <laughs> thanks to that list. And if, oh, by the way, another way to get on this list is if you ever go to E3 once, you will be bombarded by every PR company out there. Yeah. <laughs> Just that is how that happens. Um, and then from all those emails, if you find one that strikes your interest... You email them back. They'll usually get back to you within a day with like a review copy and a like DMCA of what you can show, what you can't show, what you can write about, and when you can like do it. Unless it's totally open, then they're just like whatever, and they'll just give you a code. But it if you do that's that, like you will get more though. emails. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that's that's usually the case for small companies. Like if you're talking console companies like Ubisoft, uh, Nintendo, Microsoft, usually they'll contact like a PR company. And contact you like I've I've done a couple Ubisoft reviews and, through uh, like a third party company yeah. yeah so that's been how I've gotten mine Sean because he mm-hmm. reviews for a website uh, they contact him so I think he has like a Nintendo contact that'll reach out to him and stuff like that well I believe the way he does it is he puts in a request for something and then whoever like runs the website contacts the PR and then gives him the code yeah. Yeah, That's or right. or they might give him a list of stuff like they of people they have contacts with, and then he can choose from which contacts, like he cares about and stuff like that, which was is probably the best way to do it because those PR emails are garbage and they are just they just fucking keep going like you will never get out of it if you get in. Don't start doing it. It's so bad. You don't even it's- know. <laughs> My uh, Gmail has just been like filter, 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 filter. I barely see any of them now as a result. Dude, like if people out there think they've seen a lot of Minecraft clones, you have no fucking idea what hasn't even come out that people Mm -hmm. want you to look at. Every game is fucking Minecraft. It's so bad. Um, But in actuality, you don't pay for them. The payment is essentially you are reviewing this game for them. You're advertising for them, essentially. So that is your form of payment. And whether or not their full games can vary, you can get like an alpha build of something which is not a complete product. And it just kind of showcases what they want to get out about something. Or it can be just a full game download code. It depends who you're dealing with. If you're dealing with indie devs, you talk to that person directly and they will usually just give you a code. So <laughs> that is just the easier way to do it if you're more into indie games. But, yeah, that's how that works. Uh, we could ask that again next week maybe if Sean has anything more to say yeah, about I it. Yeah, I feel like Sean could probably add a couple things on this. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Matthew Hirano asks, Hey, all, I haven't seen, I haven't sent a question your way at all before, so I hope it's all right to just shoot an email like this. With so many open betas, demos, and disclosures for upcoming video games, I feel like we have often seen the majority of a game's content before it's ever actually released. 
Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire remakes are the biggest examples I can think of, since the characters, stages, and even dialogue for Smash Bros. or the new Mega Mega Evolutions for Pokemon are all available information. I guess that these are games that I don't have that don't have much of a story to be explored anyway, but sometimes it feels like the marketing and media attention to new games ends up taking up taking away the surprise of discovering new features on your own. Do you think we can know too much about a game before release? Would you rather have a nearly complete picture of what is included in a game before buying it, or would you rather have some content surprise you? No, this especially with Nintendo, this is 100% true, that they just mm-hmm. reveal like a ton about their games before they're out. Mm-hmm. And then usually like the fans of or the media will like fill in the rest. Like as soon as the game released in Japan, like within hours, the entire roster of Smash Brothers was already up. Sure. Uh, now that there are review copies going around for reviewers of the Wii U version, all the d- extra dialogue they added in that he's talking about, someone already recorded it and video of the entire thing and put it online. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it's all out there. I guess it's more like we're in a kind of a world where media consumption is usually at an all-time high. So it's really mm. just supply and demand in a way. You can kind of force your way into a situation where you're in this giant echo chamber of nothing but new stuff being thrown at you, so nothing's ever a surprise in video games either, if you choose mm. to. So you, I like to have content surprise me, and this is something I finally have decided for myself within the last year or two. And I have actually stopped, like, I stopped going to Giant Bomb completely, l- w- watching Quick Looks, what like watching trailers even unless it's a teaser mm. trailer for movies or video games because i want to know enough about the feel of something to see if that's something i'd be interested in and then try it for myself and form my own opinion of it before and then like i'll validate that afterwards by seeing other people's videos or like reading what they have to say about it and stuff like that but the thing is i personally want to have content surprise me so i have tried to throw myself out of that echo chamber as much as possible because before it was kind of like I would know everything about a video game to the point where I didn't feel I had to play it and that ruined my experience a lot of times so I chose to get away from that and I that's the way I like to do it mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind spending some money on something I might get some enjoyment out of but like if somebody is strapped for cash I understand why you would want to know what is something you will actually like before buying it? That is not an insane thing to do. So, like, it's kind of a, eh, it depends on what you personally want to do for me, but... Yeah, I don't know. I There are ways that you can avoid seeing anything about a game. Like, mm-hmm. I saw next to nothing on Bayonetta 2, but uh, it's really, your mileage may vary, because, like, in some, some companies will give away the whole thing, like Nintendo... They do, like, their daily slow trickle of information. Hell, when Brawl came out, they had that whole site that they would post, like, dedicated, like, things. And, like, oh, today here's the new item. Today here's a stage. Today here's a brand new character. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, really, it, I guess it just depends. Like, I've seen it mainly as a Nintendo thing, personally. But mm-hmm. um, other companies are guilty of doing it as well. Yeah. Also, remember that if you're watching, like, a trailer or something that isn't basically a let's play that they've been given the okay to play whatever Mm -hmm. what you are seeing is what the company wants you to see yeah so 
like just keep that in the back of your mind. There, <laughs> there well. are embargoes on certain things. Apparently, like they haven't. Uh, certain people are not allowed, or all people, I should say rather, are not allowed to show certain stages of the new Wii U Smash yet. I know mm. that when I had to cover, I covered like Rayman and Child of Eden, or sorry, mm-hmm. Child of Light. I wasn't allowed to show certain things in the games either. So, mm. yeah. Okay, Jared says, "Dear Jonathan Wheeler, Ooh. as a future patron, employee, oh and exhibit." of Proton John's Video Game Museum and exhibit? Emporium in memoriam for the late Sean Booker. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be an exhibit at my at this theoretical museum that is still going. Yeah, th- this, this joke, joke is still going and he is the first die. he is the first one to properly accredit the whole name that we've decided on, which is Proton John's Video Game Museum and Emporium in memoriam of the late of the late Sean Booker. the best part. <laughs> Yeah, video game museum emporium in memoriam. So good, it's so good. I must ask, when do you intend to start a Wii Mini donation fund? I'm not starting a donation fund. If someone else wants to start a donation fund for it, by all means, I'm not going to be the one who starts. You heard that. him, guys. Start up the Patreon. Make sure it oh says. God. Make sure it has Patreon the banner for everywhere. Consoles for the museum. Right. Um. Don't start a Patreon with top down or john's name on don't do anything like that that'd be i think that's actually illegal that's yeah there's some legal business there don't do that in all seriousness also are there any video games out there you guys wish you could have experienced as kids fez i think i would have loved that as a kid and i know what he means is not that like something you've played but you wish you had experienced as a kid but Mm -hmm. i think i would have loved fez even more as a kid and going to school and talking about, did you find this thing or this? Like, that would be the perfect game for that. No, I think that actually might be what he's referring to. I thought uh, he was that... referring to, like, something that maybe passed you by as a kid that, like, you wish you had experienced back then. I feel like you could take it either way. Like, it could be I some guess. game that you played now and it's like, oh, man, that would have been great as a kid or something you missed. Because, like, for me, it's like, oh, man, I wish I had played a Genesis game. I don't know. Like it's a little trickier. I wish yeah. I had played Plumbers Don't Wear Ties as a kid. Oh, dude, that would have been amazing as a kid because you'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> All the innuendo right over your head. Yeah, pretty much. It would have been great. Yeah. Um, I wish I had played the original Splatterhouse as a kid. Mm, actually, be- I'll agree with that. The whole because series. I really really liked horror movies a lot back then and I know my brain would have exploded as a kid if I would have just been able to play basically a horror movie game like that just gory and gross and yeah that would have been cool Idiota oh that's not a nice name for yourself Dear TDP I'm thinking of procuring a Sega Genesis for myself and collecting some games for it The problem is I already have Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection for PS3 and access to other services like Virtual Console to get most of the popular franchise titles for the system. Can you think of any Genesis games I should look out for that I can only get in their physical form? Here's a wiki link for the games so we can refer to you. I don't even need to look at that. I already have that game. And I'll be honest, that Ultimate (laughs) Genesis collection pretty much has the cream of the crop for the Genesis. Does it have Gunstar Heroes? Um, the Steam version does. That's weird. Okay. 
Not uh, the PS3 also, one. You can though, already right? buy that separately. You can already buy that separately on Xbox and PS3. Yeah. You should probably just get that anyway. If you like yeah, pinball I, games, there's one called Dragon's Fury that I still oh, recommend to everybody because it's is, so dumb. <laughs> is Dragon's Fury the good one or like the, the bleh one? It's the gothic, like... It no, almost. I Here's the weird thing. Mm. Of all things, I was looking this up like two days ago because I ended up bumping <laughs> into a video of the game. And I couldn't remember. Okay. There's Dragon's Fury and then there's a sequel, which looked like terrible... Okay. But like, okay, Dragon's Fury is the one that was ported from the Turbo Graphics, so that's the one. That that was Devil's Crush. Yeah, that's okay, right. So the one the one I was thinking of that was kind of lame. I can't even find it now. Oh, Dragon's Revenge. That was made by Tengen, and it, it looks. It basically has like FMV characters. It looks hmm. pretty bad. Get Dragon's Fury on the Genesis. It's so yeah, good. Dra- you won't... Dragon's Fury is pretty sweet, but I it's think that's so already. On, I think that's actually on the Virtual Console. Are you fucking serious? There's no if way. <laughs> if, if if Dragon's Fury is not on the Virtual Console, Devil's Crush might be because I know one of the pinball games is on the Virtual Console. Aladdin. <laughs> it was right here. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, should I walk over to my wall? I guess. Let's see. Syndicate. Strider, Zero Wing. Oh, wait, is Strider not on anything else? Um, PS1, bizarrely enough. But that's because it came with Strider 2. The Fantasy Star games are on those, right? Ye- because 2, 3, and 4 are, not 1. Fantasy Star 1, then. <laughs> St- Fantasy Star 1's a Mega Drive, or sorry, a Master System game, though. That's why. Was there not a port of it? Nope. Of any sort? Hmm. Nope. Yeah, the only... Port is the Game Boy Advance, which for some reason oh. only had one, two, and three of Fantasy Star. Oh, wow. Those games are good if you like that type of game. I got really bummed out because uh, I think the power ran out on my Game Boy Advance while I was saving in Fantasy Star 2 and I lost my save and I just had, didn't have the heart to play it again. Oh, Marshmallow is saying one is ununlockable. Oh, what? If that, wait, if that's true. You know what? You don't need to buy like I would say Vector Man, but that was kind of garbage. Um, hey, hey, no, 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 no. Vector Man was awesome. No, it, awesome is not the word. It was y- fine. Y- yeah, yes, it is. Vector Man was great. I loved playing Vector Man. <laughs> okay, fair enough, but it's not awesome. It was good, but like <laughs> I don't know. I thought Vector Man was a solid platforming game. Huh? It's not sure, a sure must-have if like if you find it for like ten bucks or something, why not? But like I wouldn't scour eBay for it. I don't know. I think Vector Man One was a solid game to play. I think it was a solid platforming game. Let's see what else I have here. All right, Marshmallow is correct. Uh, Fantasy Star One wasn't unlockable. I don't remember that being on there. Yeah, but it's also either. been like six years since I played the Genesis Collection, so that's probably why. But like here, I'll, I'll say what's on this for people who are curious. Like mm-hmm. Prime, like the, the Golden Axe series is on here. The Shining sure. Force One and Two, Shining in the Darkness, Shinobi Three, uh, Revenge of Shinobi, I think is also on here. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh wow, that's weird. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog One, Two, and Three. Uh, Sonic and Knuckles isn't. Streets of Rage One, Two, and Three. Both Vector Mans. I'm like reading out like the big series I'm thinking here, but there's also smaller ones like uh, Altered Beast, the first Alex or one of the Alex Kid games I should say rather, Rystar, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Echo the Dolphin One and Two, K 
Kid Chameleon, just like Sonic Spinball. Oh, dude, Necro on in the chat's right. Rocket Knight Adventure. That is. Oh a great yeah, game. that is a great game I, right there. Is that on Virtual Console? I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> you know, it might be actually. That's that's the, like familiar. I said. A lot of the games might end up popping up on the uh, Virtual Console. No. That's oh, dude, Wii, what Wii, about Wii. Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse? Well, they I made love- a remake of that technically, but I heard it was also kind of bad. Hmm. Or just didn't age well. Uh, okay, Rocket Knight Adventures is actually not on the Virtual Console. Did you like Devil's Rise Crush? Star? Is Devil's Crush is? That's cool. I think I'm so gonna buy that. Say? Did you like Rise Star? It was all right. I never got into it, but I know a lot of people who liked it. So it had its charm. I, yeah. It definitely is not a Sonic, which is what he was gonna be originally. Yeah. Um. Like, there's probably. Oh, I remember. I liked Comics Zone. <laughs> oh, you know what? That was good, but that was a difficult game. Holy crap! It was. Yes, I. But playing it as a kid, like every game was a difficult game, I guess. So. No, like even going back to Comics Zone now, that's still a really hard game. Oh, you went and back I, to I, it. Yeah. Well, Genesis Collection. Oh. Okay. Uh, I remember as well, to beat that game, if you wanted the good ending, you actually had to beat the boss within a certain time limit. Mm. And I didn't know that the first time I played it. So I was like, oh, I, I beat this. Went through this ridiculously hard game. I got the terrible ending. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Gotta play it again. Yay. Oh, man. I just got to look one up. I can't remember if it was, like, Genesis or what. What was it? Alien Soldier. Alien Soldier never came out over here. Uh, it was a Japanese-only game, but it's made by Treasure, right? Is that the one yes. you're thinking of? Yep, that's the one. Uh, you. Oh, wait, is that England? Is that North America or is that Japan? Oh, no? Wow, yeah, we actually got it on Virtual Console. Did we? In the Wii one, the Wii Virtual Console. Oh, the Wii Virtual Console. Okay. Which you can still access on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Alien Soldier comes up when I do a search. Cool. It's very nice of Wikipedia to have all these games listed here. It makes it very easy. Yeah, I just looked up Alien Soldier here. Contra Hardcore. Yeah, I, there you go. I, that was a good I never Contra played game. that one. That was the one where you had like four <clears throat> characters to pick from. I think one of them was like a four-armed dog or something like that. Dog Man. It was I a hope weird you're game. It had, not it had like joking. multiple endings. I'm not joking. This looks fucking amazing how did i not play this did you play the castlevania game on the genesis bloodlines uh, oh yeah i love bloodlines <laughs> yeah how did i miss this this is so cool looking oh next time, no. next time you're over we'll play it i have it oh no i can't believe it <laughs> yeah next time you're over we'll bust it hardcore that dude that's the answer to the other question the, are what? there any games you wish you had experience as kids <laughs> There we go. We did it. We figured it out. All right. Hey, guys, it's Comet. This is from David. I didn't know whether or not he wanted his name said because he says his, his name's Comet. So, hey, guys, it's Comet. So, PAX East passes went on sale for 2015, and I pondered over Dilemma. I missed out on three-day and Saturday passes, but could have bought, and possibly still can, passes for Friday and Sunday. 
I've decided not to get any passes, mostly to save money due to other purchases this year, new 3DS, 3DS XL, for example. But I was wondering, if you miss out on passes for one day, is it worth buying passes only for the other two days? Also, if you missed passes for a day but booked a flight and hotel for the weekend, would you rather overpay for the day pass you're missing or explore Boston during the missing day? I do want to go to a second PAX East in the future, and PAX Prime is way too expensive for me. I really enjoyed each day at PAX East 2014, having two medals from Friday, autographs from Saturday, and pictures and merch from Sunday. I was I worry that missing one day could really sour the overall experience if going alone. Thanks, Comet. Strider X, I guess is his full name. I, I feel like actually going alone, what, having the option of exploring Boston... Is mm. probably better because I feel like if yeah. you went with a group and they had passes and you didn't, it would be worse. I agree, one hundred percent. And yeah, and if I was in your position, I would explore Boston. But I also feel like there's bias on mine because I've been to PAX so many times at this point. I'm like, yeah, I can probably do with skipping a day if I get mm. to do something fun. When I had to miss a day this year because of my flight delays and being over exhausted, I'm like, no. That that's shitty, but if it was to go see Boston, I'd be down. Yeah. Also, I know somebody who lives in Boston, so I would just visit them. <laughs> like it's one of those things, but um yeah, I agree with you fully. If you are going alone, that like dude, take that day for yourself. Like trust me, you are not missing anything you can't do on the Friday or Sunday. Mm. Unless there's one specific panel Panels. you're dying to see. Our, yeah. the, our panel is usually on a Saturday, which I don't know if he actually goes to that, I I assume, mm-hmm. based on the comment about signatures on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I could that's like, that might sour it a little bit, but other than that. Well, in that case, I will just give you John's phone number, and you can text him on Sunday Please to meet up. Please do not do that, because I ain't going <laughs> to go for that. <laughs> no, but in all honesty, like on I would totally just take the Saturday and get some like crab bisque or like walk around downtown or something that that seems like a cool way to spend the vacation time get away from all the people as well for a little bit it's never never hurts um cody hinsman john what day is stream also question (laughs) okay also question for everyone did you ever play a game because you wanted because you wanted not because of story but it ended up having a good story example example the mystery dungeon games hmm god hand although that was more of a goofy story yeah shadow of the colossus because i wasn't expecting it to have a story oh yeah definitely (laughs) hmm It's weird because the Batman games. Sorry, I kind of feel the Batman games. Mm Mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum. I really enjoyed the story. Yeah, for sure. It's weird because, like, for our generation specifically, like when I played Resident Evil One, I played it because I wanted to, not because of the story, and that turned out to have a giant story that spanned six things and progressively got dumber as it went. (laughs) Like they drug out this giant story into it, but the first one was just like, this is happening in a mansion, 
and I really dug like what they did with that story through two and then a little bit through three and four and stuff, mm. even though I just liked how those games played. Um, Ninja Gaiden had a surprisingly crazy story for like a game I just wanted to be a ninja in as a kid. <laughs> So there was that. Well, that's kind of where cutscenes came from, more or less. So that's sure. more like the the original ones. Sure. Any more examples? I think that's good for me. So that that's probably pretty good there. I don't know. Uh, nothing's really jumping to mind right now, but I'm sure. Clock Tower. Uh, no, I wouldn't really say that had a good story. It didn't really have a good story, and it wasn't really <laughs> a story you want to play, th- like care if you play through. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Clock Tower is a weird thing. Phoenix, uh, no, because really you've played Phoenix Wright for yeah. Actually, you know what? I am gonna say Phoenix Wright okay. because I kind of I thought it was gonna be like a cool logic game or just like a like something cool to read. But then it actually had like a really interesting story that drew that drew me in. And Sean mm-hmm. would probably say nine nine nine. Hmm. I do. I like. I. It sounds like you would all say Ghost Trick. Yeah. I haven't played well, Ghost Trick. I feel like so. I had a little bias on Ghost Trick because I was like, all right, this is made by the Phoenix Wright guys, so it's probably got a good story. Okay, fair enough. You knew what you were getting into then. Yeah. Okay, we'll go on to Twitter questions. At Dior Tememerp asks, have any of you heard of slash played the Pokemon TCG online game? And if so, what do you think? I have not. I have not. I'm so I... sorry. <laughs> Funny enough, the uh, Pokemon trading card game Game Boy game is now available on the 3DS Virtual Console. It is. I am actually about to purchase that when my 3DS charges I, up. So. I debated it, and I beat that game as a kid, and I still have a working copy of it, and I'm still debating getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it to show support, I guess. Maybe. Also, I, I remember the battle theme of that game actually being pretty cool. Mm, very, Very I- chill song. I never owned it or like played through it, but I remember a friend had it and I was just like, this is pretty cool. So this will be my first foray into owning it. So nice. I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about it. At Psychotic Gex asks, What are your thoughts on how the new games what are your thoughts on how the new games that released Tuesday? To me, it felt like they were rushed heavily. Example, Assassin's Creed and Halo breaking along with Sonic Boom poor frame rate issues. Oh, Sonic Boom's got much more problems than just that. Oof. Do you feel that they were... Do you feel that if they pushed the games back to 2015, they would be better? Yes, but that would never have happened. No, because Assassin's Creed is... That's what it was. Like... I don't know what else they would have done. Maybe like know. if they just optimized it better. I, sure. I well, I feel like that's why it would it would have been delayed would be to do that, but they would never do it because it's an annual franchise now. Right, exactly. Or sorry, two games a year now because Rogue also came out. Yeah, see this is a weird thing because I can't remember who I was talking to like two days ago. I didn't know Assassin's Creed Rogue existed. And when we, we talked about it a bunch in the podcast, though, I probably wasn't listening because I don't fucking care about Assassin's Creed games at all. <laughs> Good but when we were talking about Assassin's Creed Unity, this me and this other person, then they were like, yeah, and like Rogue is coming out too, or came out. And I was just like, I didn't know it was Assassin's Creed Rogue. So I had a meltdown. I'm like, they remade Rogue. Oh, my God. That's amazing. He's like, no, Assassin's Creed Rogue is like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but Ooh. yeah, I don't know that. I 
they wouldn't have been better, I don't think, because there's flaws in I, them. I feel like the bugs would have been ironed out, but they would not do it because Assassin's Creed, annual franchise. Yeah. Halo, they wanted to get it out before Black Friday so they could actually get push some Xbox Ones. Yes. Sonic Boom, they couldn't because the TV show started and all the merchandise is out now, so they had to tie in with that. So, unfortunately, all three of those games are in spots where they would not have been able to have been delayed, but they probably should have. So I saw a little bit of video on Sonic Boom. That game is slow moving for a Sonic game. Oh, it is. The best way to describe Sonic Boom is mediocre Jack and Daxter. Oh, that's even grosser than the little bit I saw then. That makes yeah, me feel sick to I, my stomach. I watched a pro Jared stream a fair amount of the game, including the ending. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great ending then, huh? Oh, yeah. How many times do they use the term Sonic Boom? Uh, I don't think they use the term Sonic Boom much, but Sonic will say the word boom a fair amount when he does like a good combo or something. I'll allow it. I'll count that. <laughs> That's close enough. Okay. Pino Graham on Twitter. What is the dumbest thing you have done in a game? Also, Desert Bus starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it, will ya? <laughs> uh, dumbest thing I've done in a video game. Everything I do is dumb in a video game. Let's be real. Spend eight hours a week raiding with th- 39 other people for a couple months of my life years ago in World of Warcraft. That was like a full-time job, <laughs> basically. Well, one night a week. Actually, maybe it was two. Anyway, that was probably the dumbest thing because it amounts to nothing at all, like pixels on a thing. And if Blizzard ever goes down, it's all gone. <laughs> so that might be the dumbest, I guess. I, I feel like I can just say, yeah, just look at my Twitch or my YouTube, and then that's it. <laughs> that answers the question right there. Like, also, like, payday... <laughs> Payday 2 yeah. has some dumb moments in it. That... But I, but they, like, the developers are like, yeah, and I know they're dumb. Trust us. We're just going to roll with it, too. Oh, no, they I mean, like, I've dumb done stuff. dumb stuff, like, in Shadow oh. Ray throwing a grenade, like, as the oh first thing God, I do. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, there's dumb stuff I do in video games all the time, either by accident or because I, like, for the lulls or something. But, yeah, I don't know. There's too many to name. Oh god, I did something really funny recently with created characters, and I can't remember what the hell it was. Just remember... Oh, yeah, I made some weird me's and stuff like that. So <laughs> You can get that me app and share there, them with oh, people. Boy. On the oh road. boy. They can see my copy of Mr. Bean that looks a lot like Legolas. That sounds amazing. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, at Michael for the win, what do you guys think of the lineup currently for AGDQ 2015? I'm going to take a quick look at it right here, and I'll let you know. Mario Kart um, 8? Really? Yeah, it's the fourth game on the list. Weird. Okay. Battle Block Theater with PJ and Mecha Richter. That could be entertaining. Oh, dude, Taskbot's back. Hmm. Uh, Transistor, Tomb Raider Anniversary. Wow, there are a lot of good games in this. 
I feel a little the, uh, bad. I'm just trying to like go through this as fast as possible. <laughs> but Ducktales Duck Two, Rocket Knight Adventure, Sparkster, Rystar, Streets Rage Two. Oh, here we go. The Mega Man slot. Let's see what we got here. There's a Mega Man One and Five race. Um, oh, dude. that's right. gonna be I, cool. Oh, where's the Mega Man block? What day is that on? I can't even see it. It's right uh one seven fifteen or twenty fifteen at twenty two twenty five. It starts because or so twenty one twenty. It starts. Uh, oh, dude, Cap Captain Drake. He's doing Shovel Knight there. Yeah, nice. that guy is crazy good at that game. <laughs> like people that love Shovel Knight, you should tune in at eight twenty. That for that, that's gonna be great. So uh, one of my buddies is actually he's starting off the Mega Man block. Uh, Mega Man Unlimited is being run by Slurpee Ninja, better known as Dave. Okay, <laughs> Dave. Better David known. Solomon. <laughs> okay, cool. Mega Man Unlimited, huh? Yeah. Who ve- X's very oh four way race various? That's why. Ah, nice. I, like I was wondering what the fuck that was all about. How many? Nice. Uh, Mega Man X three's a race. Sinister One is doing uh, his blind percent for Mike Tyson again. Punch out. Nice. Yeah, vision percent. Followed by Zaller doing Punch Out on the Wii, which he's crazy good at too. Oh, donation incentive to fight Donkey Kong. That's going to take a while to get, though. <laughs> this is looking really good. Is that really a ROM Scout? Oh, that's not a race. I got really excited. I thought it was a Symphony Night race because I saw ROM Scout and, like, three other names. Dude, this is looking really good. So, yes, the answer is this is a like, good schedule. Yeah. Where's where's my boy Carcinogen? Cars, where are you? I know you've been running that Final Fantasy eight for some dumb reason. Get back to Resident Evil. Stop running Final Fantasy eight, dude. I hate it. <laughs> Just run that Resident Evil. That's what you're good at. <laughs> uh, the Juker. <laughs> the Juker asks, having just bought a Wii U, could you recommend any games available now or out soon, excluding Mario's or Platinum games? I've, From what I have played, which isn't a whole lot so far, I really like a lot of things about Monster Hunter. It's just super time consuming. <laughs> I believe so. Juker's actually waiting for Monster Hunter Four to come out over here. Oh, okay. Because this discussion came up the other day, bizarrely enough, about Monster Hunter. Okay. Uh, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, obviously. Um, I'd probably recommend Pikmin Three, even though I haven't played it. So, but everyone <laughs> who does play Pikmin tells me it's good. Yeah. Actually, that's a lie. I've played it. I've played the demo. I'll say uh, Hyrule Warriors. I'll recommend if that. You, you got to be in the Dynasty Warriors mood for that, though. Sure. Uh, Rayman Origins, but although that's multi-plat, so um, you might not want to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. That was a solid platformer. I am I, looking at everything else. I, I heard. Here. I heard a lot of people just not liking that one at Tropical all. Freeze. Tropical Freeze was like super challenging. That was about it. Is that why people don't didn't like it? Though? I heard a lot like, of people I, did not like it because it was difficult. Yeah. That's kind of a ridiculous reason to not like something, isn't it? It's the reason some people don't like Super Meat Boy. <sighs> How could anybody? <laughs> I'm so angry. The sigh. The sigh. I'm so angry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's yeah. I don't know. Like virtual, I I like virtual console stuff. I'd get Shovel Knight on it because then I could play it on the little pad, but. 
he probably has Shovel Knight if he wanted it on Steam. Because, <laughs> yeah, that came out a while ago. There's a few things, I guess. But it's Nintendo products are my virtual console machines, usually. That's what I spend a lot of time buying. Veteran007 asks... With how many, with how recently some games have come out rushed from development, what are each of your points of view on the matter? They shouldn't. They should yeah. release a finished product for full money. Unless you want to give it to me for free, then you don't make me pay for a game you didn't finish properly. If you're gonna, yeah, especially for AAA games, AAA developers, if you're gonna rush a product like that and release a half-ass product, don't make it full price. I'm looking at you, Mikami. What the fuck? I trusted you, bro. Ugh. I had a chance for getting uh, the Evil Within for free at that buy two get one. It's and still I not worth like, it. Yeah, I felt like getting Watch Dogs was more worth it, and that's saying something apparently. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're not con- even sure, which means I'm right. I'm so I'm so you're confused so as to it. my feelings right now. I know <laughs> it's a really weird thing to think about. But you probably made the right decision, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's the sad thing. Because have you played Watch Dogs at all? No. Okay, so there is something in there called, like, augmented reality. Like I, I've seen footage of it, so that's where, like, you're blowing up shit. That is the coolest thing in a video game this year. <laughs> the, <laughs> when the you're spider in a spider tank. tank. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> but the problem is it's wrapped in this cushion of bullshit that is an open world game that gets not fun after two hours hmm. but that part's real cool <laughs> so there, there's that at least there's also a p- part where you're jumping on flowers I don't know it's crazy man augmented reality Um, yeah anyway that's my feelings on that Andrew asks or you guys do some good Okay, well, thank you for the compliment, first of all. But that said, what book would you like to see made into a video game or vice versa? Hop on pop. (laughs) I don't know why, but that's an amazing answer. (laughs) I don't know why it was the first book that came to mind. No, my first book that came to mind, I'll I'll not lie, was Rainbow Six. I'm like, no, wait, that's already a game. Then my mind jumped to hop on pop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing the mechanics of jumping on pop and it's amazing (laughs) push F to jump on pop (laughs) (laughs) then then pay your respects oh man yeah cause after you kill him (laughs) just like spurting out organs like he's a fucking toothpaste container (laughs) pop on pop goes so morbid oh books um i was gonna say hitchhiker's guide but i guess there's technically an adventure game for that i wouldn't mind a fully fleshed out hitchhiker's guide game sure i'm trying to think of books i have read (laughs) now the hunger games or battle royale would also be kind of cool i have read battle royale but not the hunger games but i have watched the movies for the hunger games so it's Mm. kind of the same (laughs) maybe (laughs) that that uh, essentially Michael already exists. Says Hunger Games has been done in Minecraft. It has, yeah. Mm. And it's been, it's kind of, 
been done in like other like shooters just as like multiplayer modes like mods yeah, I, and stuff I, I guess that's true yeah yeah of mice and men the video game oh man <laughs> war and peace <laughs> you just start it and fall asleep right away the bible the video great game. expectations oh man that would be so bad <laughs> there's just nothing <laughs> good that would come from that this is a really hard question, but games. What about games that could be made into books? Hmm. I would read Metal Gear Metal Solid. Gear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're on the same. I feel page. like I feel like they're halfway there because they made like a comic book series, and I think there actually was a novelization of Metal Gear. That's the thing. Like a bunch yeah. of games did actually get novelizations. There's like a Splinter Cell series, although that that's half cheating because that was already Tom Clancy. The Dragon Age books are better than the games because they expand on that universe so crazy. There's a Bioshock book. Yes. Uh, dude, remember in like the NES days when they made like game books based on all those games, like Ninja Gaiden, uh, Blaster Master. I never Battle read Toe, them. Stuff like that. Never read them, but yeah, I do remember them. <laughs> I actually have had, and I, I might still have it in storage somewhere. Uh, one of those choose your own adventure Nintendo books. Amazing, that's pretty those great. Were, those were so cool. The Resident Evil books are fantastic for just like the fan servicey dumb writing they do. It's basically like Goosebumps only with Resident Evil like games based <laughs> as the backdrop. Oh, did you read the book series for Resident Evil? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm definitely. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Devil May Cry actually had a book. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't mean a manga. I mean it actually had, like, a book. I heard the Halo books were good, but I never... That's where a lot of the lore from 4 came from, was from the books. Mm-hmm. I never read any of them at all. That's why, like, half of it doesn't make sense unless you've read the books. The Mass Effect books are fantastic because they're just adding on to that world in a crazy way as well. I don't know. I feel like because it's a medium that kind of tells a story anyways, it they usually work together pretty well. Yeah. No, for sure. Hmm. Okay. Christopher Sparks. Who would win in a fight? Metal Gear Rising's Raiden or Mega Man X Series Zero? Raiden. Because Zero's always fucking dead. <laughs> But he always gets revived, too, which is the only reason I hesitate, because he might as well be a fucking zombie at this point. Well, because of, like, X and the different, like, different people putting him back together, never himself. But seriously, he gets revived three times at least between, like, all the Mega Man games, if not more. And then he'll just, like, cry and yell, what (laughs) am I fighting for? (laughs) Over and over. Although to be honest, Raiden kind of cries a lot about it too, or he not. In, well, that was that was in the first game, not in Metal it. Gear Rising. Yeah. No, he is the lightning after all. You uh, know what I forgot, and mm-hmm. like I can't remember why. So I looked up that stupid line and clip again because I like Mega Man and I look up dumb shit sometimes. I totally yeah. forgot Blue Water Studios here in Calgary did that. Like no, the, that that wasn't that wasn't Blue Water. I'm pretty sure it was X7 and X8 is Blue Water. I oh, don't fuck, think X4 right. was. Oh shit, you might be right. I know X7 was for sure. Seven, eight, and Command Mission are uh, Blue Water. Also, they did a whole lot of Gundam. Hey, like really? a lot of Gundam apparently. 
I don't know. It's weird. Have you seen like where Blue Water Studio is? No, I really need to actually check out that it's place. It's basically just to. like a little shack off Edmonton Trail. <laughs> it's really weird and small and out of the way. You see it every day if you go down Deerfoot. Like, really? It's, it's weird. It's in that little industrial area near the Denny's near McKnight. Oh, man. Yeah. It's weird, right? Like, here, let, me s- let me see what they did for... Because their stuff's listed on their site here. Mega Man Battle Network for the Game Boy. Mega Man Maverick Hunter for PSP. Mega Man Powered Up for PSP. Mega Man X Command Mission. Mega Man X8. No, they didn't even do X7. They just did I X8. Thought, I, hmm. That makes sense because I remember Zero sounding different in 7. Because he turns into a surfer dude in X8, which is when Blue Water <laughs> right. did it. Right. And yeah, you're right. They did a ton of... They did all pretty much all the Gundam battle assaults by the looks. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird that like this little shack in Calgary did a whole bunch of anime. They did Dragon Balls in the original? Really? Yeah. It says 153 episodes of Dragon Ball on their site and 64 of GT. Uh, Z is not mentioned, though, so they didn't do Z. Weird. And they did Zeta Gundam. Woo. I really should swing by that place. And G Gundam. Oh, they did G Gundam. Shit! <laughs> Got really psyched. I'm sorry. <laughs> the hype is real. <laughs> it is. Should we go on to our last question? Let's Wrap do this it. up. At Lonely Day 17, how's everyone's week been? All right. Yeah, it's been a good week. Thank you for asking. That'll do it for us for this week, though. <laughs> I All like right. any, I like those questions because it seems genuine. Like, just checking in. What's up? It's like, hey, not much. See ya. <laughs> We're done. Um, if you want to write in, topdownperspective at gmail dot com, TDP podcast on Twitter, Facebook dot com slash topdownperspective. But that'll do it f- for us this week. What is your game of the week? Um, probably Smash Brothers because it'd be really weird if I said Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. You know what? No, uh, actually, yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. But I almost, I'm gonna say close runner-up, Fibbage, with the right amount of people. Fibbage is fantastic. Nice. Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Fucking play it. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. Like if I didn't have I'm to do a, this, I'm gonna just I say right now, game of the week for me for the next two or three weeks is gonna be Procrastinate Five. I'm sorry. Let's just let's just get that out of the way right now. Okay, that's fine for you. Everyone I mean, in the I chat. I would probably try to play to a play bit of Rebirth too. I can't stop going back to it. It's like I played Call of Duty, finished the campaign, right back to Rebirth. Go eat supper, come back. <laughs> but right Rebirth back is to a Rebirth. game that you can play, like fail or win, and then just come back and do it again, anyways, because it's short enough. When you're me, it's mostly fail, but yes, <laughs> you can fail or win. Wow! It. All right. I have some bad luck and make some bad decisions, like. Why would they give you hearts if they're not there to give to the demon for better items? No, I no. I, I, from my friends who run, like, did runs in the Boiler League, they basically told me it's useless. Don't even bother with the sacrificing your hearts. Oh, I always do. I need those item synergies. Also, really? I need to, I need to collect all the items so I can unlock like the Platinum God eventually. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yes, because like it's going through it for the first time ever again, <laughs> so I have to unlock everything. But anyways, bye. Night, guys. <laughs> <laughs>